And I was like, here we go. I'm going to talk about my food allergy. <laughs> then he asked me, do you know what department you applied for? And I said, oh, my, I have a cousin who works at Whole Foods. <laughs> and she told me. He was like, she's a liar. She doesn't work at Whole Foods. <laughs> Hello, hello, and welcome to the Working For It podcast. I, I hate the way I said that. Let's roll that back. I don't, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like sometimes on sets, people are like, they make their actors like shake it out, like literally <laughs> shake things out. So, all right, go for it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Working For It podcast. My name is Sarah, and I'm an illustrator. And I'm Savannah, and I'm a film makeup artist. And this is our podcast all about navigating the creative space as young professionals. Yes, ma'am. Today, we are going to be talking about our nine-to-five day jobs, side jobs, jobs we do when we are not working as freelancers. But first, how are you doing, Sarah? What's new? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I uh, I just started a new job. Speaking of. Speaking of. <laughs> coincidentally. Yeah, speaking of jobs, I applied for a job back in January. Mm-hmm. I like was applying around because I was at school and I was like, I need money. <laughs> I'm a college student. And then I got hired or I interviewed in February and I got hired after that interview. Mm-hmm. They were like, cool, your start date is going to be March 16th. And then March 15th rolls around and we're in a global pandemic. The day. That is literally like the day yes. people were like locked down. You can't leave your house. Absolutely. Yeah. So I got a call from my manager and she was like, I'm so sorry, but our store is closed tomorrow. Now it's, you know, June and I am finally now just starting. So it's it's definitely weird, but um, it's fun. I'm I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, being a barista is so fun. I love it. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't say that. Sorry. Oh. I, I'm a barista. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, my gosh. It's my first barista job, uh, so I'm really stoked to have that experience because I think that's so fun. Yeah, being a barista is super fun. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe it. We've been talking about, like, where Sarah works for, like, a long time before we started this intro, yeah. so I thought you guys were right there with us just listening in, too. Um, no, but being a barista is super fun. I was a barista at a coffee or at a car dealership, my Mm -hmm. last like full like nine to five job. Um, and it was super fun. Like being a barista, you kind of just chill out until everyone (laughs) comes and gets coffee, which is great. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm at a store that's usually like really, really busy. The shop that I work at. Um, but now because of COVID, nobody really wants coffee. at the moment like it's mostly just like regulars um I'm in a mall too so it's like a very small amount of people are even coming to the mall because there's so much uh, else going on um so it's nice to learn in an environment that's like really slow but um but I know it's going to pick up eventually so (laughs) yeah but it's better I mean it's nice to have it busy to get like yeah going I know those shifts like fly by when it's busy um and I know this store from just the experience of like my coworkers, people say it's like really really busy when it's busy it's like one of the the busiest in the mall so lucky (laughs) we're both really young right like I'm 21 you're 20 how many jobs have you had in your career like good question like nine to fives outside of being an artist Yes, I have had three. Oh, nice. I think I think I've had three. Yeah, so I had um I worked at a grocery store, my first job. That honestly was like 
one of like maybe my favorite job like don't tell any of my other jobs but like i loved that job so much yeah um i made so many good friends there and like the environment was so good it was like the best first job i could have asked for that's really cool um and then i worked briefly at a like a retail store Mm -hmm. um i guess i can say the names i don't work there anymore No, I'm going to say my na- the names of where I work. <laughs> Do it. Okay. So I worked at a Whole Foods. I worked at a Whole Foods market. <laughs> Whole Foods doesn't care. Whole Foods no. has continued on without us. Jeff Bezos does not remember me. <laughs> yeah. We don't need Jeff Bezos to remember you. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So I worked at Whole Foods. I worked at the cheese counter, which was super fun, even though I'm um allergic to dairy incredibly ironic i know that's my favorite part when i tell people that i worked at a cheese counter i'm like yeah but i couldn't eat any of it even though i did like a little bit absolutely Um, my favorite part (laughs) is you came home from that job interview and were like it's for the cheese counter and we were like hello what you can't (laughs) yeah you don't you don't eat cheese and you were like yeah but doesn't matter i still have a job (laughs) that's a really funny story because um i interviewed with a a manager I didn't end up working with for very long, mm-hmm. um, which is probably good because I sounded like an idiot in my <laughs> interview because I just knew I wanted to work at Whole Foods, but I really didn't care what department. And so I just applied for everything they had open. And I applied. Uh, one of the applications I sent in was for a department called Specialty. Which... I did tell Sarah I also worked at Whole Foods, and I was like, yeah, no, specialty is, like, the coffee cart. Specialty is, like, the juice cart. And then Sarah was like, cool, I want to work at the—I want to be a barista because she wanted to be a barista back then. And I was like, yeah, do it, dude. You're going to be a barista at Whole Foods. It'll be awesome because I (laughs) thought that I knew the the sections of Whole Foods. (laughs) Yeah, but—so Savannah worked at a Whole Foods 365— Um, which those don't even exist anymore, but they're like a really small version of Whole Foods Mm -hmm. that only sells like a very limited amount of product. Mm -hmm. Um, and so their departments are way different. Whereas I work at like a really big Whole Foods. And so (laughs) in my interview, the manager asked me, he was like, (laughs) cause I think I mentioned the fact that I was allergic to dairy because he asked me like what I love about Whole Foods. And I said, oh, well, Let me back it up a little bit. So (laughs) I get to the interview and uh, one of the first questions I get asked is about why I love Whole Foods, why I want to work at Whole Foods specifically, why I love going there over other grocery stores. Sure. And I was like, here we go. I'm going to talk about my food allergy. I'm going to talk about how I'm allergic to dairy and I can't have eggs. And like, that's why I love the (laughs) store because there's so many options for me. And then he asked me. Then he asked me, do you know what department you applied for? And and I said, said, oh, I have a cousin who works at Whole Foods. And she told me that it was like the coffee car or like whole body, like the soap department, basically. And he was like, he was like, oh, okay, well, specialty is uh, like cheese beer wine spirit. he was like she's a liar oh. she doesn't work at all <laughs> um and 
then he was like, he was like, what Whole Foods does your cousin work at? And I said, she works at 365. And he was like, oh yeah, so things work a little differently. Um, and I always joke with one of my friends that I worked with there that I like became friends with. Mm-hmm. I always used to joke with him <laughs> that you guys must have been really desperate when you hired me because because I literally didn't know what department I was applying for. Um, <laughs> That's so funny because any other job interview where you were like, no, I don't, this is, wait, what? Like, absolutely oh not. No, That's they would have fired so, me. They would have hired me just to fire me. Like, That's so funny. They're, oh my gosh. It's so, yeah, I oh, think about it and I just like, get mortified but it was also my first job interview ever yeah um and I'm so glad that I got it anyway even there were a lot of factors against me getting it I didn't know what department I was applying for I also was 18 so I was like the youngest one on the department Mm -hmm. um I was one of the youngest in the store there was like a couple people my age and younger but I was definitely the youngest in my department by like two or three years at least yeah um And, yeah, so I always joked with him that I was like, you guys must have been really desperate. And one time, one time he did tell me he was like, he was like, no offense to you because you turned out to be great, but we were really desperate. (laughs) I love that so much. I think it's so funny. But at least um, he's honest. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, but I I literally loved that job so much. I I always joke that half my personality is the fact that I used to work at Whole Foods because... I yeah, I just tell stories about like the friends I made there, the customers I dealt with, like all the random cheese knowledge I now have acquired for somebody who's like practically vegan, like <laughs> Absolutely. I also worked at Whole Foods and so I don't say I worked at a 365 because people are like, what's that? And that was my whole job of being like, well, we're <laughs> discount Whole Foods, whatever. But um, also my personality, I'm like at Whole Foods, when I worked at Whole Foods, when I was 17 to 18, <laughs> like when I was a child and 18 to 20 or whatever, um, I get it. Like, cause it's Whole Foods and we don't, I don't support Amazon but I do love Whole Foods. <laughs> I love Whole Foods. <laughs> That's so funny. So I forgot I was answering a question about how many jobs I've had. Yeah, so I quit that job when I went to college, which I was so bummed about. I did. I definitely did not want to quit, and I put off quitting for so long. But um, I moved kind of far away, and so I had to get a new job. And then over winter break of, my, uh, of this year of college, I got mm-hmm. another seasonal job. Mm-hmm. at a cooking store. I was supposed to be there from the first week of December to like the middle of January, which is when they do inventory or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they wanted me there through the holidays and then like to do inventory and then go. Mm-hmm. And that was really fun. I I learned a lot on that job. I got to do like cash register. Um, but it was definitely weird because like at Whole Foods, I had a lot of time to learn really, like, extensive knowledge of, like, everything I was working with. And then at this job, I was, like, only there for a month, basically. Yeah. So there were all these products. Experienced chefs would come in with very specific questions. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, that was super fun. I also really loved my coworkers there. Mm-hmm. I've been really lucky to have coworkers that are, like, really nice yeah um but that store actually closed down which is tragic um but i was seasonal anyway so yeah <laughs> really didn't affect me didn't that affect much you at all you got paid no yeah um and so then like 
basically like two weeks later I started applying for other jobs I think nice. um yeah so that's when I got the job I have now so I'm yes. on my third job um my third they've all been in retail I guess or like food slash retail customer service yeah and yeah totally that's how awesome. about you how many jobs have you had I've had a lot of jobs. You have. I don't even know the answer to this. I got my first job when I was 16. Um, and so I worked at a senior home for like a year and a half as a server, which is like the best job. I love it so much. I would go back right now um, <laughs> <clears throat> because I love old people. Love them. <laughs> so I had that job in high school and then I quit that job. Why did you quit that job? Because I was going to make up school. No, oh my god okay I quit that job <laughs> because I got a different job at a gluten-free bakery that I really loved and I was so excited to go to and then I didn't like that bakery and they didn't they weren't great so then I quit that job but I worked at my first job for like a year and a half and then I enrolled in makeup school and so I, I needed a job on the side to pay for it so I applied at Whole Foods uh, 365 and worked there for like a year while I was in school and like every single off second I was in school I worked at Whole Foods <laughs> um and then got I was getting more makeup jobs so then I and I was starting cosmetology school um because I ultimately wanted cosmetology school to be my like nine to five option oh my god I've had a lot of jobs so then some of them though like just don't work out and so like i do it for like a hot sec some of them you've had for literally like five yeah for like five seconds and then i'm like "Mm, i don't mess with this i gotta go (laughs) um so jobs like that i had i worked at justice for like two seconds and then they were like "Mm, yeah we'll we'll keep you on but only one hour a day and i was like hello (laughs) no thank you not for me so then i was working at nowhere because I was in cosmetology school and I was doing makeup jobs like pretty consistently and it's not as fun to work a makeup job if you know that you've called out of your real job or your nine-to-five job like part-time job that you don't really want anyway so then I, I graduated makeup school and I quit Whole Foods like a year after or like six months after I graduated school because I was enrolling in cosmetology school so then I was in cosmetology school for like a a year and then I got a job as a barista at a car dealership and everyone I say oh I was a barista and they're like cool where where do you work I'm gonna come visit you and I'm like the car dealer Toyota come visit me at Toyota like they get really weirded out (laughs) but we had like a full service coffee shop in Toyota which was like my favorite job I really love yeah I love that well I love the senior home like that's my favorite yeah. but Toyota was really cool because it like worked perfectly with my schedule and I got to literally was the easiest job I've ever had in my entire life um where like Whole Foods you had to worry about money and returns and your till and everything like yeah at Toyota they were there to like sell cars so I was just an afterthought which was <laughs> great it was like the perfect job while I went to school and did makeup and worked mm-hmm. which was beautiful loved it learned how to make all the coffee drinks and then I started working like pretty much full-time as a makeup artist and so then I quit that job and now I'm just in school still like so close to graduating and then 
hopefully I can just work in some sort of salon setting while mm-hmm. I pursue makeup full time. Yeah. Just my, my resume in yeah. two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Hire me if that sounds cool. But uh, either way, I have makeup. So it's all good. It's so funny. We both worked at Whole Foods. It's very on brand for us. Oh, absolutely. Oh, totally. We probably yeah. went into Whole Foods with our matching outfits. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because I... We ended up having very different jobs at Whole Foods and I think very different experiences too because every day I was like, I love my job. Um, And not that you didn't love your job, but like I loved my job a weird amount. Yeah, (laughs) you really did. Of course, every day I was like, oh, I don't want to go to work. Like I hate my back always hurts. Like I feel like I messed up stuff constantly. And so I was just always stressed. But uh, at the end of the day, I literally loved that job so much. I think about I think about that job all the time. I loved Whole Foods, but I worked in front end. So I was a cashier, Mm -hmm. which is not as fun as being at the cheese counter and like (laughs) only interacting with coworkers like a majority of the time. So once I switched over, then I was in pantry, which is literally the best job. If you can get a pantry grocery store job, like it's the best. You don't have to talk to anyone and no one is in charge. Like, you just do your thing, which is great. Wait, what? That is not how it was at my store. But Well, continue- no, it's not like do your thing, but like yeah. they give you a list of things and you don't, ha- you just like check them off as you go. There's no yeah. like, it's very self-sufficient, which is yeah. what I should say, um, compared to like cashiering, which is like, oh, this, okay, you want this lettuce for free? Like, <laughs> like it's just one of those things where it depends on what your, the customer service versus the, like, mm-hmm. manual labor kind of thing. Yeah. Which I think cashiering is so hard and so fun, but it's very hard. It's very tiring on your, yeah. like, brain. So I loved switching over to pantry where they were like, okay, go face. And you would just like face the entire store which yes. for your whole eight hour shift, which is great. Which I love that you said that because I always say facing, like even now that I don't work in a grocery store anymore, I'm like, oh, you face the shelf, which is yeah. like when you bring all the product to the front so that the shelf looks full. Yeah. But all of my other friends who work at re- in retail jobs call it zoning. Ew. And then I also like, um, we used to call like, uh, what was it called? Uh, like when a customer will bring you like an item yeah. or you find an item in the wrong place uh-huh. and they want it put back. We used to call it like go backs. Yes. Go backs. Yeah. But like yeah. some of my friends don't call it that. Or like I went to a, a store one time and I said that and they looked at me like, hello, what? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, we don't, I, we didn't call it go backs. We called it something else, but something oh. very similar. It was like call back or yeah. I, put back something like that that's so funny yeah we called it go backs and facing is so funny I like still when I go into the store that I worked at because it still exists like in my town Mm -hmm. I literally will go in and I like I don't know what comes over me but like I was in there recently and I like just like some like a door was open and it wasn't where I was standing it wasn't where I was going but I like saw it and I was like that needs to be closed and I like <laughs> broke off from like the, the people temps I was, are gonna be off I know I was like I broke off from the people I was shopping with and I was like I just gotta go close this and then I like <laughs> closed it and then something else where I was like I don't know what's happening but I like still feel I'm I do connected. That too. I'm connected to how this store looks and how it operates. Absolutely. 
yeah, sometimes when I'm shopping at stores, even not in the store that I worked at, even if I'm in like Target or something, I'll just like fix things on the shelf because I just it's like ingrained in me. Oh, that's not faced like and also I can't I have a really hard time just like putting things down now. Like, I used to just like, oh, I don't need this sock anymore. I'm just going to put it on this bookshelf and someone, some employee will find it. But like when I worked at Whole Foods, people would drop like $40 steaks in the middle of our cheese counter. Or I would like cut cheese specifically for somebody like at a certain weight and then they would just leave it in the middle of the chip aisle until it went bad and I had to spoil it out. And I was like, never again. My mom found an Odwalla. She works at a grocery store. She found an Odwalla smoothie on a on a cracker shelf, like behind a box of crackers that was like a month old. And she was Ew. like, she was like, it was on the bottom shelf, so someone just must have like missed it. But it was like, she was like, I cannot believe people put cold things back in like dry Ew. goods aisles because it's just. And then we got to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I do like appreciate now my nine to five jobs now that I, or my like day job now that I don't have to work one. I'm like, I like that was good. <laughs> like, I yes. appreciate the uh, opportunity. Yeah. I still yeah. have to work one, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't really make any money hardly from art at yeah. the moment. Um, cause everything I'm doing is like self uh, propelled. It's all like, I'm working on, you know, something to be self-published or like working on building a website, whatever. I don't do a whole lot of freelance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very much still in the nine to five realm. Yeah. But I I think that I was just thinking about this today, actually starting this new job. Mm-hmm. I realized like how, how I don't know, I guess how each job like blends into the next like Mm -hmm. when I first started at Whole Foods I was like 18 it was my first job um I was even like a fresh driver because I didn't get my license until really late so I was just learning everything for the first time so it was all very new I was like doing my best to pick everything up as fast as I could but I was like I don't know I felt like I was just learning so much constantly I like didn't know I don't know. I felt like I was always messing things up. Um, it was very much like, this is my first job. And it was good that it was um, at such a like popular store mm-hmm. or like it, at a job that is as fast paced as that. Whereas I feel like if I had worked at, I don't know, like a random clothing boutique that like barely got any customers, I would have like learned things very differently. But I learned everything at such like a fast pace. Yeah. Um. And so then when I started my next job, which was seasonal, Mm -hmm. I had to learn things even faster because not only was I only there for a short amount of time, so I didn't have the product knowledge, but I also was there in the middle of like Christmas. Yeah. And um, this cooking store that I worked at was like a very popular gift shopping spot. Oh my gosh, there were days that I felt like our store was a zoo. And so I also had to learn how to pick things up like really quickly and like be able to kind of fake it till I made it um when totally. I, answering people's questions yeah um and then now starting this job mm-hmm. I feel like I'm picking things up a lot faster like learning the register was mm-hmm. so easy because yeah. it was basically like the register I'd done before and like they didn't have to teach me how to test the sanitizer because I learned how to do that at Whole Foods and like oh yeah uh, all this stuff like learning 
like there's still new things about every job and learning how to fit into like the team already because like it's already like a working machine yeah but um I don't know I feel like it goes so much faster now it's just like a whole different experience I guess than like starting from never having worked before and I think it's nice to have that experience young because you learn how to like incorporate yourself into a working environment Mm -hmm. um which is really great because then you learn to work with adults at 18. And so yes. when you're not 18, you're like, oh, yeah, I still like you don't have to start at the the level of being like 20 and then working with adults that are like you see your same age and similar. But it's like it's a different kind of yes. understanding is having that knowledge already. Um, Mm -hmm. no, but I agree. My first job was a senior home and it was so fast paced. We had 165 residents. And so like every day was like a full service restaurant. Um, so then going into Whole Foods and, you know, like everything after that, I'm always like, you can only take it. You can do what you can do. And then, you know, you can find someone else that if you can't get something done, they can, or you just find the information. And I think Mm -hmm. I took a lot of that even into makeup, being on sets and things like that. It's like, well, I can only do one face at a time. You can worry about what's happening right in front of you and like, just be aware of what's, what's going on around you. But Mm -hmm. you have to kind of take it like one issue at a time and then it you you Absolutely. learn how to prioritize I think is a, a big thing because when yeah. I was in high school I was like yeah I can prioritize and then I like got into oh, work, yeah. working and I was like oh I gotta rethink the priority prioritizing yes. things I feel like I had to reorganize my priorities too mm-hmm. um but almost like the other way around because then when I went from working a retail job where it's very like regimented like all Mm. of my jobs there was like a manager and like I've only worked for kind of big corporations and so there's like you know a -hmm. district manager and then there's like a store manager and then there's like a shift lead or an assistant manager or like a trainer and there's like all these different levels yeah so I was at like the very bottom of the food chain yeah yeah. Um, and so I was always like just taking directions which Mm -hmm. I like doing I like having something to do and just like tell me what you need done I'll do it that's like yeah. where I thrive at a job yeah but then trying to do like creative things where it's very self-discipline oriented has been a struggle for me like even yeah. right now while we're recording this I'm like I have an email that I've been meaning to respond to for two days like yeah it's just stuff like that or like I haven't worked on my book in like three weeks because I was super tired like and there's nobody holding me accountable yeah um and so that's been like hard to navigate and figure out is like where do I not only make time for my art to fit around my like nine to five schedule, um, which in my experience has never only been nine to five. It can be like 6am to two or like two to 11 or like whatever weird. How do I like build a routine in a life that has no routine? Like, yeah. And also stay on top of, um, like holding myself accountable for things that nobody else is going to hold me accountable for when it's so easy to just let myself be like, I'm tired. I don't want to do that today. Yeah. I, I definitely get that. I think it's an interesting point of like, especially like being a freelancer, it's that interesting point of like having no one to keep you accountable, but also then 
wanting to manage like, well, I, I can't work all the time. You know, it's yes. that it's that like struggle of where people can with day jobs, like you don't have to think about, I'm just going to use Whole Foods as an example, but like you can just clock out of Whole Foods and be like, I'm done for the day. Mm-hmm. Whereas a freelancer, you're like, I have an email, I have this thing, like I have to do all these different things that are all important components of your own personal business. But it's hard to manage because you're like, well, I'm tired, which is an yeah. indicator that you should like take a break. But then also the accountability is like, well, it's like yeah. an, it's a hard line, which I oft, often as a freelancer fall into because I'm used to like, I will literally work 24-7 every day of the week because there's no like I'm, I think I'm on the opposite side of the coin of you where I, I need less less work like Mm. less accountability on myself because it's I'm like well if I don't get it done now like I'll never get it done you know what Mm. I mean like it's that interesting push and pull of what's freelance versus what's like like work workaholic maybe does that make sense Mm -hmm. you know yeah and I think that's something like a lot of people struggle with as uh, being on both sides like I definitely think we like you said are on like opposite sides of the same coin whereas yeah I know I could get to a point where I have like workaholic tendencies, but I know I don't right now. Like yeah. I, I will just put stuff off because yeah. I'm like too tired or don't feel well or I'm not motivated. And so then I just don't do it, which is why it's taking me so long to do these projects that I'm like so stoked for. Sure. Um, which is also why it's hard for me to have a nine to five job. Yeah. Because I always use that as like a vehicle of like, oh, that's why I'm not getting this done because I'm working. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, how much blame can I really put on the fact that I have a job? Because like, I'll do that with school or I'll do that with like work. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then when we all got put on quarantine and I wasn't working, you know, it's not like I got a million more things done because those things were removed from my life. I just, I still had the same mindset and even like more so because I was like, I'm stressed about like what's going on in the world today or like uh, what's going on in my life. And so Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't work or I would like end up adding more and more things to my to-do list and like things kept piling up of like, um, I don't know. Quarantine is like, this is a little off topic, but quarantine was like, a whole other animal because I really just realized like how quickly and easily things pile up because I, I never had a day of quarantine where I was like, I have nothing to do today. There was always something I had to do that I was putting off. Yeah. Um, and then, but it was weird because other people would look at my life and be like, you're in quarantine. You're not in school. You're not working. Like what could you possibly be doing? Yeah. But I had like all these projects that like I had to get done whether it was for like freelance work or it was for myself um or like I've talked about this I have like a writer circle with a friend of mine so I was like I have a deadline for that or like I have to email this to my professor that I haven't that I didn't do at finals or whatever or like I have to organize my closet because my closet's a mess and I'm supposed to have nothing else to do so I'm supposed to do that too yeah um and so I just never had any free time and so that was really a wake-up call of being like okay this isn't like 
like you can't blame the fact that you're not getting stuff done on these like institutions in your schedule. Like, yeah, I don't even know if that sentence made no, sense, but like the yeah, I understand. Yeah, like school is not the reason you're not getting stuff done. Work is not the reason you're not getting stuff done. It's yeah. because I am learning that I don't know how to like separate work from relaxation without letting one overtake the other interesting i i understand that i i i yeah we uh, this is why it's so interesting our our podcast is because we have totally different like Mm -hmm. i got put on quarantine and i'm a very busy person like i have something to do every single day and i love having stuff to do and it's great and then i got put on quarantine and i was like wow this is the worst thing ever like i have <laughs> nothing to do because all my stuff is like go 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 and of course i had like personal projects but i was like so just like viscerally not like I was just so cooped up and I was like Mm -hmm. I can't focus on anything else so it's it's interesting where you're like one overtakes the other where I I think mine my main like thing like is always going to be like or it's not always it shouldn't Mm -hmm. be always (laughs) let me clarify but it has been like work 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 because as a freelancer freelance work is not like a solo pursuit Mm -hmm. which is maybe a little bit easier because I have to be working. Like I have to hold myself accountable because Mm -hmm. other people hold me accountable. You know, writing a book is such a solo kind Mm -hmm. of internal thing. Like you have to constantly sit with yourself on it. Um, But mine was, I was like working with people. And so being in quarantine by myself, like with only me to hold me accountable, I was like, well, you're not doing enough. Like (laughs) there's not enough, like there's not enough being done, which is, ridiculous because anyone like everyone's life was turned upside down in a number of different ways um but it is interesting to see the like push and pull of like relaxation versus Mm -hmm. being oh having always been on on the go does that make sense no it does and I think that um it's it's so interesting for someone who works as a freelancer but specifically a freelancer like you Mm -hmm. where you're Um, looking to get hired by other people that you meet on the job. Whereas it's such like a carrot on a string type of job because like you're rewarded. Like if you do well on the job, your reward is that you get the next job. Whereas for other people, like with a nine to five or with any other type of even creative job, it's like your reward is the money you get or your reward is like the good review yeah. versus like you are your reward is to get another job so it's like the more jobs you have psychologically the better you're doing that's you so know what I'm wait, saying that's so interesting that's really true because as if like anyone in film can attest to this but makeup artists specifically there's like a million of us truly mm-hmm. like there we are the best group of people like the best network but there's one everywhere so I think it that is really interesting a point because it is like the the job you get now is incredible and it's great but it also is fuel like okay I keep this momentum going like yeah you're like I met this person that's gonna then work on this movie and hire me and and I like I don't even I don't usually I don't that's not as much of a thing that I do but it is a like 
I'm very like, well, I guess no, like, I guess this is it. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this is the end of my career. No one's hired me in three weeks. And then (laughs) once, like, I notice, like, generally once I say that, I'm like, well, it's been two weeks. Like, it was a good run. Like, (laughs) great job. Then I get, like, a month of work. But it is, like, that, like, you want to keep the momentum going. And so, like, Mm -hmm. I think you have to, like, run as a makeup artist. You have to, like, really want it. And so... That's really an interesting carrot on a stick, on a string, because it's kind of true. Like, you really, you want the end goal, whether it be L.A., New York, working Mm. on a feature, working on your next job. It's just, like, something you got to, like, push for, which is, that's so, you just, like, literally blew my mind open. Like, (laughs) that's super interesting. Well, because even, like, you said how, like, two weeks without work means psychologically like mentally to you it's like this is the end of my career whereas like that's not like that's not normal for a job you know what I'm saying it's like if you have two weeks off at a nine to five you're like this is I mean first of all it's like if you take two weeks off I guess it's Uh, different than if you're not scheduled but it's like this is great this is my time off like this is And then you always know, you have the safety of knowing you have a job to come back to. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, for me, like, I can only imagine working in publishing. It's like, yeah, this book is out. Mm -hmm. I have like two weeks of downtime before I have any other sort of deadline. So like, yeah, that's great. I just get to relax versus you like that, like any amount of downtime it, I guess would mentally like reflect on, oh, I'm not doing a good enough job or I'm, I'm not hireable enough or like I'm not a million of these other things, which is so Interesting. like it is so inter- it's so like abnormal, I guess, for like yeah. a human to be. I don't know. I don't. It, it's such a weird mindset. It is a weird mindset, especially my mom says this a lot, but she says, if you want to be a freelancer, you have to be comfortable with being a freelancer. Like if you yeah. want to be in this is, I mean, anyone who works in film again will say this, but like, and she specifically says it for freelancing, but um, she's like, it, you have to be comfortable not knowing where your job's going to come from. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like a lot of artists I know have other jobs because it is such a, it's so seasonal, so temperamental with unions, with actors, with what's filming, with where where it's filming. You know what I yeah. mean? With what crews they hire, and so it it's an interesting dynamic to try to figure out well I haven't worked since you know like the winter's really slow do I get a job for the winter mm-hmm. like do I get a, a a day job for the winter and then what if a job comes up well then do I have to like quit that job and so it's always like a push and pull of like do I make myself really available or do mm-hmm. I and like work for one job after the other or do I just like give in (laughs) not give in but like do I you know work in in a more traditional sense and then take jobs as they come and Mm -hmm. I know people that do both and it works out perfectly for them but it's an interesting especially because I'm young I'm like I don't know I'm fine living like one thing to another right now but yeah yeah. it is interesting as a like you have to make your own groups of people that Mm -hmm. can hold you accountable because yeah like I said I I have to otherwise I don't work like if I don't hold myself accountable I don't work but yours is you like you're you're trying to create something on your own Mm -hmm. so you have to like find an external group of people to be like hey how's it going because it's hard to 
for one person to be like, hey, brain in there, like, yeah, keep your keep going. Like, because <laughs> everyone know you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't have to do that today because, you yeah. know, internally, like it'll be there tomorrow. So it's yes. nice to have a group because, yeah, brains, you need another brain sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you just you need one other Absolutely. person. Yeah. Well, and it's um, it's different, too, I guess, because like literally anyone could be an artist. Like it's gotten to the point where. I mean, yes, for certain professional jobs, you need certain credentials, you need certain degrees, you need certain experience. But for the most part, you can get if if you can draw, you could get a job in a million different places. You could draw for books or yeah. you could draw for musicians or you could draw concepts for car design or you could design the next Ikea lamp. Like, yeah, there's you could get a job literally anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's so many people that it's like I don't know it's it's hard to it's like overwhelming sometimes to even be like what do I want to go into because like yeah I could go into animation and be like one of a million people like trying to get a job at Disney and I could also like go the opposite route and design calculators for accountants. And it's like, do I want to do that? Are either of those fulfilling? Like, do I, am I going where the money is or am I going where the like passionate? I don't, I don't know know if any of that made sense. No. I, and I think that's, it makes total sense. I think it's also a struggle, like people in like when I was like, do I be a lawyer and make money or do Mm. I go and be make, you know what I mean? Like people, I think all the time are struggling with that in whatever job, not even, not, not only creative, but I think especially creative. It's like, well, do I like just go exactly? Do I follow the money or do I follow the passion? And it's hard to find something that like ignites both, like ignites your passion and fuels your life, like your lifestyle, you know? Absolutely. I feel like that's why a lot of artists have, like you said, multiple revenue streams. Yeah. Like, I think people can feel more creatively free when they do that. Like, mm -hmm. people that I, that don't have to worry about, like, that don't bank entirely their, their next chunk of money from a freelance job, I think they may feel freer with the art that they create. Mm -hmm. It's, helps ease I think a little bit of the mind when you're like okay I have at least something to fall back on if this doesn't work out and then it kind of keeps you going but it's a hard line to walk of like yeah well what do I do (laughs) yeah I know I I know I don't want to work like a retail job forever I know that like I'm I'm eager to make creative pursuits my full-time job but I I have a feeling that I'm always going to have multiple yeah. jobs quote unquote even if they're small like I started writing for um medium mm-hmm. on the side which is like a blogging platform I guess it's run by the people who run twitter and I found out about it from a Shelby Church video where she tried it out um but you get paid like per view basically mm-hmm. your article gets so I've been working um on trying to write articles for like a mini side hustle for like passive income and then yeah. like putting art out there or like working a nine to five while I like work on my book and then that will eventually be passive income so that I can work on other things or like doing freelance jobs every once in a while like I feel like it's all gonna come from a million places all the time um yeah. 
which might seem overwhelming to some people, but I feel like that makes me feel, like you said, not only creatively more free because I know it's like if I fail, you know, this project that I'm working on, I know that um, I have other things that will still sustain me. But also I think it's like good exercise, like creatively to be like, oh, well, I'm bored with this or I'm unmotivated with this I don't know what to do so let me hop onto here or mm-hmm. or if this industry fails you know spontaneously in the next three years I still have like these industries to go into yeah yes <laughs> yeah I get you yeah I think it's nice to just be able as a freelancer you're always gonna have to like balance it out multiple streams until you're like so solid like people even people that work in like 10 years they're like yeah I don't know like (laughs) I haven't worked this month and or in this week and so it it is like always a pursuit but as a makeup artist and I went into hair school to be a stylist outside of like as my nine to five for Mm -hmm. however long I want to do that um and then like COVID happened and I was like I can't touch anyone. Like I can't do makeup and I can't do hair. And so (laughs) that was like a really big revelation of like what, like you said, like what if the industry fails and it's not failing by any means, but it's like Mm -hmm. uh, on pause. And so both things, I chose the two most touch based industries in the whole planet, like truly. So then I like, now I'm enrolled in like community college. So I, I'm trying to like, I think it's all about like, widening and like rounding out what you can do and like that I think that's what a lot of the COVID-19 has shown me is like you really never know what's gonna happen and it's always good to like like you said have multiple streams of stuff yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and I feel like that like I've definitely had I I feel like anybody who has any sort of creative job um has heard you know how are you gonna make money from that how are you gonna support yourself how are you gonna support your family like is are you sure that's really a job you want to do or maybe you should be a doctor or something yes um I haven't had people maybe be that specific but I've definitely had people be like are you sure you want to work in publishing like it kind of seems like the paper industry is dying or like um, all these things but um even people who are like you shouldn't be an artist because you can't make any money there's so many more opportunities to be an artist than to be like the depressed starving artist that like we think of Mm -hmm. the one who like never makes a dime until after they die and then all their paintings sell for like four million dollars yeah there's like um one of my like mentor figures I guess um yeah who I kind of am doing like an internship with she said to me once there has never been a better time than now to be an artist because there are more opportunities than ever with the internet and just like the new technology we're developing literally every day. Um, like, yeah, maybe, you know, this magazine company is dying because nobody's buying their print copies, but like they've expanded into all of these million different platforms as a way to get out their creative work or like, yeah. Um, online published media is really big right now if anyone's thinking of not being an artist because they're worried that they're going to make money or they're not going to make money (laughs) um I would just say that is false if you I think if you work hard enough and you know how to apply your skill you can make a job 
create you can you can find a creative job almost anywhere. Like I said, you yeah. can work in marketing, you can work in freelance, you can, you know, make paintings once a month and sell them online or there's yeah. so many different ways you can go. Totally. And I think I mean, it doesn't always have to even be free like or not freelance, full time. Like like you said, if it's a once a month thing, you're still a working artist. Like yes. It really like that that's why artists are the best we're like however you do it good for you dude yeah and like yeah. just because I don't want to be at a retail job or like a quote-unquote nine to five forever doesn't yeah. mean that that's not the path for somebody else because yeah. like I'm glad you brought that up like you can absolutely be you can work at Whole Foods or, or totally. Starbucks and make a painting once a month or make a video you know a couple times yeah. a year and you're still a working artist you're still totally like, however that comes to you. Yeah. Um, and some people can't do art full time. For some people, that's creatively draining. And, yeah. like, they are is, like, a hobby or maybe a side hustle or, like, yeah. just something you do out of, like, a passion project. Totally. And I think, yeah, I think that's another good point. Like, we come, uh, at least I come from a place of privilege where I don't, was I was privileged in the way that I could explore art as a career mm-hmm. and I didn't have to... Um, necessarily uh, like I I had creative freedom to kind of test out the waters and see and so I think it is it's not a viable option for everyone to like immediately dive into being a full-time artist and like really and so I think yeah however you make art and like however you you however you make art and talk about like distribute it do whatever you want with it like you're a working artist which is incredible yeah thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this week we had a lot of fun our podcast comes out every thursday so if you'd like to subscribe here on spotify or apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts you can find us with new episodes every thursday um and also leave us a like or review if you are so inclined because it very much helps i don't know why i became a little southern there but um all right if you would like to write in and chat about this episode with us you can do so on twitter at working for it pod or write us an email at working for it podcast at gmail.com which would be super cool if you're not an email person or you're not a twitter person check out our instagram at working for it podcast we're gonna post a bunch of stuff after each episode like any artists we recommend or any things we talk about in this in the episodes um but that is at working for a podcast give us give us uh come hang out with us come hang out with us, give us come a on like. come, come on. on we're fun come <laughs> on you like us <laughs> uh, yeah thank you guys again so much for listening and we will see you next thursday bye